Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. Wow, what a nice lot of people. Not making me nervous at all. So, uh, I want to echo Mikhail's uh, welcome to you. Uh, welcome. If Easter Sunday, um, well, let me begin here first. What an incredible day it is to gather together. Uh, on um, the day that we celebrate our risen Lord comes once a year, this special day. What a magnificent truth that our God is risen. This truth should be as important and meaningful to us as it was for the woman who found Jesus' tomb empty on the very first Easter Sunday. That's amazing. Um, if you are a guest with us this morning, and I see there are a few, perhaps Easter Sunday uh, at church is something of a tradition for your family. Perhaps uh, somebody invited you along here. Either way, wherever you are uh, on the spectrum of knowing God or loving God or questioning God, you are so welcome here. We're so glad that you have come this morning. Um, if you're not totally sold on Jesus the way that we are here, uh, please stay with us this morning. We're really excited about this day. It's an important day for us as Jesus followers. It changes everything about what we believe and who we are. So, today, if you didn't gather, is Resurrection Sunday. And that means that today is the third day. It is the day that we celebrate that our Lord is risen from the grave, from death, even death by crucifixion. So on Friday, we celebrated that Jesus uh, defeated sin on the cross. And today, we celebrate that Jesus conquered death. And so he not only defeated sin, but he conquered death. That's really significant. He lives. He lives. Um, we schooled from home, me and my family, and in our very humble schoolroom, we have got um, this alphabet with nice watercolors behind it on the wall, so pretty. Um, and underneath that, on either side, we have these sort of front, uh, shelves. It's got like some magnets on it, and some kind of bone from some kind of animal that we found somewhere. And it's cool, right? And then in between that, uh, we have a frame. The glass is broken out, so I don't have glass for it anymore. But it's hanging there because it contains something really significant to me. It's got two words. He lives. And for us, and I mean all of us, that changes everything. The fact that the God we love and serve and worship is alive and present and calling us to live with Him, it changes everything. It changes everything. Uh, it reorders my whole day and changes my whole mindset. I don't always get it right because I'm a pretty sinful person. I'm assuming like you are as well. But it serves as a great reminder to me that my God is with me. He is not some far of God. He is not far away. He is not absent. He's not going to tend to me now, now, there, there, child. I'll get to you when I get to you. He is active and living and with me. And that is incredible. He's calling us to live with him right now, make him part of our lives in all the little and the big ways, just as it is in heaven, which we will chat about in a little while. Uh, so this morning, like Mikhail did say earlier, we are going to be doing things a little bit differently this morning. I am going to call up all the kids in a moment or two to come and sit with me. We're going to read a story together. Um, and adults, please don't worry, the story will still be significant for you because, firstly, it comes from scripture, okay? Still valuable and good for you. And I think sometimes scaling back 
taking the moment to hear an ancient truth in a simplistic kind of way is the very best thing for our overcomplicated, oversubscribed, overstimulated minds. And so the reason we're doing this this morning is because the message of the Bible, the good news of Jesus Christ, is inclusive. It is inclusive, just like the community he's called us as liberty to be, it's inclusive. That means it doesn't exclude the sick or the lonely or the sinful. It doesn't exclude um, the marginalized or powerless. And just because these little people are smaller versions of us, doesn't make them any less human or any less loved or any less made in the image of God. And so we believe that this message is from God for us as adults and for our children alike. And if a child were to hear this word, it would be as powerful to them as if we were to hear it. And so, um, in fact, I would argue that um, God calls us to have this kind of intentionality with the children in our lives all the time. Okay, so um, when I'm done with the kids, I'm going to carry on speaking with you, and I'm not going to begin from the beginning. I'm just going to pick up where I left off with the kids. So please focus, number one. <laughs> number two, please bear with us as we try to navigate the chaos <laughs> that is about to ensue. We're going to try our very best to be orderly, aren't we, children? <laughs> While I get some water. Well, all the children who know me, do any of you know me? You know me, Phineas. Can you come up here? And if you're smart, old, the little, can you come as well, please? Because I'm going to need some help. Okay, you sit over here, over here like this. Yep, we spoke about this. Right over here. Good. Okay, Jay's got the phone. Good. I'm glad you're to hear that. Oh, you guys are amazing. Can you see me with the sun in your eyes? Okay. You can. Look how amazing you are. You guys are amazing. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Please, oh, Ilya, thank you. I was hoping you would come. No, it's a shame, but you cannot come. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Hi, guys. Okay, for those of you who are not brave enough to come yet, when you find your bravery, you can come at any time. You don't have to come right now. You can slink in later or hide behind somebody that's totally fine. Joshua, hi. <laughs> don't you apologize. I'm so glad that you're here. Hi, everybody. Okay, how are you all today? Good. Are you good? How weird is it sitting in the front? Mom and Dad are usually like, don't sit here. Don't make a noise. And here you get to sit here. Does it make you feel a bit nervous? No, some yes or and some no's. That's okay. It's okay to be nervous. Are you a little bit excited? A little bit. Are you a little bit excited? Wonderful. Okay, so I'm going to read a story to you this morning. I know that it's weird that I'm talking with this thing, but let's pretend it's not here because they can't hear me. But they cannot hear me. Okay. So we're going to read a story. Do you like stories? Do your parents uh, look uh, read stories to you at bedtime? Yes. No. Do you read your own stories at bedtime? You love. Okay. 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 Good. So we're going to read the story, but we need to listen very. 
the cupcakes. All right, guys, you the cats out the bag. I beg cupcakes, but they're not for now. They're for later. Okay, so you have to behave. Okay. No cheeseburger, no tea, just be. Okay, listen, listen, listen. We're going to read a story. But if we're going to hear the story, if we're going to listen to the story, we need to respect each other enough to be quiet so that everyone can hear this message in the story. Because this story's message is for you. I believe in my heart that God has a message for you today. And you. <laughs> Truly, I do believe it. <laughs> okay. Does anybody of you have this book at home? No. Anyone have this book? You don't. <laughs> you, it's your book. <laughs> do you have this book? And have you read the whole thing? No. Don't worry, neither have you. Have you have it. Okay. <laughs> Like this frog, why is it from me? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to show you all the pictures. But if you get up and jump, someone behind you is not going to be able to see. So you're going to need to sit still and stay on the floor and listen quietly so we can get through the story together. I'll separate you two. <laughs> Alright, let's read. Losing someone you love is hard. Maybe even a little bit frightening. Perhaps that's because it feels like the end. But what if it weren't the end? What if it were just the beginning of a wonderful new life? What if there's something that the devil doesn't want you to know? That Friday, when Jesus' body was sealed inside the tomb, his disciples were filled with sadness and fear. Sadness over the loss of their friends and fear of the death that had taken him from them. I think a lot of people here, maybe more the older folks and you guys on the floor, sometimes we're scared of death, aren't we? This was not the ending that they had expected and they worried that the same death might be coming for them. So the disciples of Jesus hid. Are you listening? No. But then Sunday came. What day is today? Followers a promise, and on Sunday he kept it. Death couldn't erase Jesus. Jesus erased death. Can you say that? Jesus erased death. Good. That's the promise he kept for his disciples, and he'll keep it for you too, Leo. Okay. And here comes the other story. For those of you who want to know particularly the adults, it's from Matthew 28, Mark 16, and Luke 24. Kids, I'm going to show you again. But take one sneak peek of it. Okay. <laughs> this one does. This one definitely makes But the frog, I truly thought he'd make a cameo somewhere, but there's no frog in this. Alright, let's read. Okay, let's read, let's read. It was Sunday morning, just like it is today, kids. Jesus had died on the cross on Friday. His body was buried in a borrowed tomb. In sadness and fear, his disciples scattered. And Saturday Sabbath, which was yesterday, was long and sad. But now, it was Sunday. The sky was still dark as the Roman soldiers stood guard outside Jesus' tomb. They were there to make sure no one else stole his body. To make sure no one could say that this Jesus rose from the dead like he said he would. What a ridiculous thing to say, right? Yeah. Wrong, wrong. 
because the surface is not ridiculous. So what happens next is the soldiers heard a rumble. Can you make a rumble with your hands on the floor? Yes, they heard a rumble and the ground began to tremble under their feet. A violent earthquake shook the land as an angel of the Lord flashed down from heaven like a bolt of lightning. Does lightning even make you afraid? It makes me afraid. You love it? That's amazing. Good, good. Okay, shh. You gotta listen? Okay. Maybe I should interrupt Lee. <laughs> the gods watched him, their eyes wide with fear. The angel boldly strode over the tomb and to the massive stone that sealed it. Though the stone was almost as tall as a man, Mr. Dean, please will you stand up for just a second? Oh, I'm not <laughs> He's a man though, hey? The stone was almost as tall as a man. Can you imagine a huge stone like this in front of Jesus too? Gigantic, made of stone. You cannot move this. You cannot thank you, He flipped, the angel flipped it aside as if it was a pickle. The gods fainted. Do you know what it is to faint? The gods fainted. They fainted. That's right. Good acting, Asher. Wow, he's saying character. When Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and the other woman headed toward the tomb, they carried spices for Jesus' body. As they walked, they wondered who would roll the stone away for them. Okay, have a look at this story. Here we've got the angel on the one side. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to you. We've got the angel on the one side. And look at the Roman soldiers. Have a look at the eyes. They are terrified. The, the eyes are so huge. Look at that. Your, your eyes are very nice. They are scared. And take a look at Jesus too behind them. There the stone is rolled away. Alright. Yeah, I love the big eyes. Okay, do you want to see her? You've seen this man. Alright, that's it. Next page, next page. But when they reached the tomb, they saw that the stone had already been rolled away. Okay, folks, I'm going to show you the next picture now. Okay. The stone had already been rolled away. No! They thought. Had someone stolen Jesus' body? Then they saw the angel all in white, and they also were terrified. Don't be afraid, the angel said. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one who was killed on the cross, but he isn't here. He has risen from the dead, just as he said he would. Come and see the place where they laid him. He is not here. He is not here. Now go and tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus is going to Galilee. You'll see him there. The woman could hardly believe the wonderful news. Jesus was alive. Not even dead could hold their Lord. Jesus had risen from the grave. Okay, and this I want you to say with me. And that changed everything. Let's say it together. And that changed everything. Good. Most importantly, it showed Jesus' disciples that the promise was true. Death could not defeat him. And it cannot defeat anyone who follows him. Death is not the end. For the children of God, I'm going to listen in a moment, it's just the beginning of a glorious new life in heaven with Jesus, our King. Oh, the story, the picture, sorry. What a terrible teacher. Okay, here you go. You can see the woman there also afraid. What is just happening? There's an angel just sitting, waiting on the tomb. Next thing you see, lying down, bro. The science doesn't work so good. Okay. Oh, can you see? Wow. 
I would most certainly, I would 100%, 100%. We like to think we're better than the people in the Bible, but I can guarantee you we're not. Okay? 
Jesus in the Bible shows a guy called John some really awesome stuff about heaven, like a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, and John writes it down in a book in the Bible called Revelation. Can you say Revelation? Revelation. Wonderful. Um, and I've got three things that I want you to remember from this book. Not all of them would be here literally for days, but three things that I want you to remember. The first is, okay, that I really want you to know that is in heaven, God will make everything new. He'll make everything new. There's a lot of brokenness and a lot of sinfulness and a lot of sadness and a lot of things not working the way they should work right now. God! He's the only one who's not. You're right. Um, and so even right now, we have some friends who are not here because they're sick. The sickness and the brokenness of the world is affecting all of us. But in heaven, God is going to make all of it new and you. He is not going to throw you away like a broken toy. He loves you enough to fix you and make you new. Okay, do you understand that? So number one, God is going to make everything new. Can you say that? God is going to make everything new. Wow, well done. So, just for at home for later, if mommy and daddy or granny or grandpa or your aunties ever complain about sore back, oh, I've got a sore head, or sore knees, I can't play right now, I've broken my toe, you can just tell them. God is going to make everything new. Okay? Number two, all of the sadness is going to become untrue. So in heaven, there is no more crying. There is no more sadness. There is no more hurting. There is no more feeling left out. There is no more feeling like you don't belong. There is no more sadness at all. Only joy. That's what God is going to do. Okay? So let's say that together. All of the sadness will become untrue. Wow, you guys are so great. Number three, heaven. Heaven is going to be amazing. Think of the best thing you could ever think of. Like the best cake, the best feeling, the best people, the best smells. Is it mom's lunch? Is it pizza, McDonald's, Burger King? I don't know. Dairy free cake for me. Okay, so the best thing, the best toy, the absolutely the best. Have you got it in your mind? Just something. Okay. Oh, right? okay. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, heaven is going to be a bajillion times better than that. Okay? And there's two things that's really cool. One, there's a space for you. I'm going to do this painstakingly. For you. And for you. And for you. There's space in heaven for you, Phineas. And for you. And for you. And for you. And for you. And Heidi, I see. And for you. And for you. And for you. There's space in heaven for you. And for you. I want to cry. It's so profound. And for you. And for you. And for you. Thank you for coming. And for you. 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 And for everyone here. There's space in heaven. In heaven for you. But that's not all. God himself is going to be with you. There's a part of the Bible that says, we will see his face. Aaron, did I miss you? See, sorry, and for you, and for you.
you and you get to be with Jesus. That's amazing. That's what I've got for you. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening and for not jumping up and down and not hitting each other. You're wonderful. I'm going to try and have the bread just talk to everyone else for 10 more minutes. While I do, you can do two things. You can either go to back to your parents and sit down and be nice and quiet so the adults can hear what they need to hear today. Or Mr. McHill, Mr. Marius, and Mr. Shane are taking some sprinkle cupcakes that I baked just for you with no dairy in breakfast. And you can go outside and drink and eat that together and have some fun. Okay, thank you. Wipe every tear from their eyes. 
there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away he who is seated on the throne i wonder who that is said i am making everything new then he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true i just want to stop there for just a moment before i carry on and i want to say to you if you are struggling right now life is hard it's not where you think you were going to be you feel lonely and isolated and you're struggling i want to tell you this morning that he knows he sees and he cares and it is his intention to make everything new he will write every wrong verse 6 he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty that's all of us i will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life i'm going to make a couple of points uh first i said this to the kids um but when i read this i read that god intends to redeem you and i not to scatter us but redeem us to make us and this world new a brand new place i don't know how many times i need to read this or hear this or think about it before it gets old to me but our god is in the business of redemption that is what he does imagine a reality without nothing bad uh, with sorry with nothing bad no more hurting or pain no more covid or cancer no more miscarriage or infertility no more rejection or sadness no more heartbreak or uneasiness no more falling out of the people that you love who's had that here no more frustration no more dysfunction what joy that will be what joy that will be no more badness gone um and that is even the best part my second point the great reward of this resurrection life this life that we get to spend with Jesus in heaven forever is the presence of God himself that is the great reward of this this resurrection life verse 3 says look god's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them they will be his people and god himself will be with them and be their god in revelation 21 verse 22 it speaks about there being no temple of course not why would there need to be a temple when we can worship god himself we are the temple we will worship him face to face in another place in revelation 22 verse 4 it says these five words they will see his face <sighs> we get to see his face i want to see his face i want to see his face how is it that we get to see his face and we're so unworthy god thank you that you have reconciled us to yourself and redeemed us that's amazing so there's all this and there is so much more and i would love to go into it but I didn't prepare that and we don't have the time. <laughs> and so this truth I think should produce at least two things in us, okay? The first is it should give us confidence in the end of all things. So these turbulent times, covid, war, oh my gosh, war in 2022, war. We know how the story ends. We know how the story ends. What a hope we have in Jesus, our risen God. He is still sovereign. He is still exercising his authority here on earth, and he is still victorious over death. It wasn't a once a one-time gift. 
He is still victorious over death. Our eternity in heaven should give us confidence in the end of all things because as believers, our end of all things is Jesus Christ. That's amazing. That's the first one. It should give us confidence in the end of all things. The second thing that I think it should produce in us, number two, is it should impact us now. Heaven is not like I got a ticket to ride thing, it's for then. No, it's for right now. Why do we live for our salary or our paycheck or our wage? Why do we live for the approval of man? Why do we live for what we think people think of us? Why do we live for pleasure? Why do we live for those things? Like they're rightly the objects of our affection and our worship. I hope you can sense that I'm being sarcastic. They're not the right uh, object of our worship and our affection. We live for this. The eternity that we spend with Jesus. And every day this truth should orientate our lives. It should help us make our choices. It should help us choose all these different things that form part of you know, how we walk our life out. Am I preparing to truly go home? This is not our home. That is. And every day, we are one week, one day, one month, one year closer to living in that reality. So that is, that is incredible. That is such a joy. But what are we doing about it now? Are we doing all that we can to abide in the Lord now? If you're part of Liberty, our Liberty family, I think you'd agree with me. Um, we feel God call us into a space in this season of reprioritizing and reordering our lives. So that means making the main thing the main thing. Um, that means uh, we are not living under the tyranny of the urgent, but we're prioritizing and valuing what is truly important. Um, and so what that means is that I think this message is spot on today because is God truly the object of my worship? Is He the main thing, the main thing? Is He? I do not want to get to the end of my life and find that the Lord was but a stranger to me. I don't. I don't want that. Jesus should impact our lives right now. And I think this is a great encouragement for us to be all in on Jesus. If eternity is all that the Bible says it will be, then we can live assured that what matters most here is what matters in eternity. And so surely if that is our worldview, if eternity is what we're looking for, if that's the golden thing that we're holding out for, surely then we have some adjusting to do in our hearts and in our minds and in our schedules and in our budgets and in our relationships. Jesus came to save sinners like you and me. He defeated sin on the cross and then when he rose again, he came back to life to show us that death doesn't win. That death is not the end for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. We get to see our Lord face to face and worship him as he dwells with us. Praise the Lord. So um, if you are not in Christ Jesus, use a biblical term. So if you're a guest today and perhaps uh, you're not sure, I'm not sure that um, you've, you understand this Jesus thing. And you're not sure that you've accepted him as your Lord who, who loves you and offers you hope and salvation and redemption. Then might I encourage you today that while we sing up front now now, to be honest with God about whether or not you want him. And what he has to offer you today. Yeah, he makes a really compelling offer. But this particular issue of who your Lord is, 
It's for all of us. We all, on a daily basis, have to choose who is the Lord of my life. Is it the Lord who is risen? Or is it the stuff that's going to fade away?